Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat in front of every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah Wubba dubba do, wubba dubba do Was writer in the world 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 Rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and the papers want to know whose shirts he wears. It's Howard Long. Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thanks to every single one of our lovely patrons on Patreon for supporting this show. And thanks to you, the listener, for listening to this show. So, Howard, who's your favourite detective who stars in serialised detective stories? Is it Miss Marple? Miss Marple? Is it Miss Marple? Yeah, is it Miss... Is it Mr Smarple? <laughs> is that your favourite one? He's very good, I don't like he? any of the Smarples <laughs> coming around here, coming around my vicarage, finding bodies in my library. Get out of here, Smarples. So, who is your favourite d- detective who often but not always stars in a serialised detective stories? OK, well, because it's serialised, if it weren't serialised, I was going to go with that guy that figured out that a monkey stuck someone up a chimney. But since it's not that... Detective Dupont, I think, Dupont. if I remember correctly. I think that's right. That's my favourite non-serialised is Detective Dupont. The thing about him is mm. he's boring and rubbish. Right? I read that story and it, the detective was so boring and rubbish... I mean, the monkey was good in the story, right? <laughs> the detective was rubbish. The monkey was the star of that story. But I didn't say, who's your favourite monkey who someone <laughs> up a chimney? I should have. Because <laughs> I, know, I know the answer to that. No, no yeah. doubt. I don't think we have to question that, mm-hmm. all right? <laughs> so who's your favourite detective? So, so my favourite detective would have to be none other than Gret Benchleaf. Oh, oh well, that, well, guess what? You're in luck. Am I? Because, oh, well, yeah, this week on the Worst Writer in the World show, Ooh. right, yeah. we are starting an exciting Gret Benchleaf adventure called Gret Benchleaf and the Adventure of the Very Bad Dog. Ooh. Uh, starring Gret Benchleaf and a dog whose character shall not be revealed at this early stage. You'll have to wait and see yeah. what kind of character that dog no has. No spoilers here, but there's a big twist about that, the character of that dog at the end. <laughs> this story is going to be eight chapters long and Ooh. it was originally released to our secret gang. In <gasps> fact, it was originally written for members of our secret gang because if you join our Patreon at the top tier, mm-hmm. we will write you a Gret Binchleaf chapter wow. where you are a character in that story often interacting with Gret Binchleaf, get bombing around his world and usually dying at the end of the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. And these are some examples of that. So you will notice that each chapter has a, a character with an, an oddly normal-sounding name for a Gret Binchleaf character. <laughs> and that's because that person foolishly paid us to murder them. That gunman, that sounds brilliant. The, the Secret Gang sounds amazing. It is. And this book, we this is a book that we did like four years ago or something. So if you were to join the Secret Gang... Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't just be this book that you'd be able to get the whole book immediately rather than waiting for the next eight weeks to get to the exciting climax. You could just listen to it 
all at once now. Wow. You could also get the next the book we wrote after this, mm-hmm. which is called Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Time Bending Men, and that's wow. got about fourteen chapters in it. Brilliant. Then the one we wrote after that called Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Infinitely Big House, Ooh. which also has a lot of chapters. I can't actually remember how many, but it was a, it was more <laughs> it was about twelve or something. And Steve Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventure of Making Crabs Go Big, oh which is this year's book. Well, this year and last year. And we're about to get the last chapter in the next couple of weeks. We are going to hear uh, the last chapter of that written by Howard. So we're all pretty excited. Yeah. And then in a few months, we'll be starting a whole new Gret Binchleaf book. Oh, so God. we do like yearly <laughs> Gret Binchleaf books in The Secret Gang. And you could immediately get access to about four of them. Wow, plus all the old books, plus all the short stories we've written. Oh, my God. For example, did you know mm-hmm. that Binchleaf Bedlam, mm. <laughs> right, possibly the greatest, but also, ironically, the most maligned Binchleaf oh, short story. Pity right, poor Binchleaf Bedlam. <laughs> is not publicly available. It's only available on The Secret Gang. That's pretty awful, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> actually, actually, that's that's pretty terrible. <laughs> How like people have to pay? I feel a bit mean about that. Making oh, yeah. people, like obviously, you know, we we put a lot of work into these books. We don't ask for a lot. You know, if you join at two dollars, you get access to a lot of the Binchley books. Join at seven, you get access to most of them. Join at twelve dollars, and you immediately get access to all the Binchley we've ever written. Wow. But but I still I feel a bit bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you say? Mm-hmm. As a special, new, exciting treat for this week, we wow. make Binchley Bedlam publicly available. What do you think? Oh, wow. That's Make it free. Really, Make it free. Uh, yeah. I mean, is that not going to kind of like um, put into question what it's worth, though? If we say you can have it for free, <laughs> everyone's going to be like, is it free because it's the worst thing that anyone ever wrote? No, no, but we'll, 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 it'll be like a test. We'll mm-hmm. see how much it gets maligned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's make it free. And in fact, you should go and listen to it because we're probably going to be referencing it in this very. Well, I'll tell you what, right? just in case, is a trailer to whet your appetite for Binchleaf Bedlam and maybe also to prepare you for some of the callback jokes that are going to be in this chapter. <laughs> Here we go. The much maligned Binchleaf Bedlam. Howard's classic short story with a plot that makes perfect sense and is good. Lowry smiled. It's on the brick. The scape is on. It's on the brick. The brick. <laughs> the what do we do now, boss? Asked the brick, a brick-headed twat with poor foundations, as he eyed up the massive horse-shaped pie that was kicking in the corner. Wait for instructions, the brick. Wait for instructions. Bang, thuddy, bang, bang, came the instructions. What's he saying, both? Said the brickhead. He's saying that the brick... That's me. Yes, that you, the brick, should turn the laser bars, thuddy, bang, bang, into a brick wall, and then I... Thud bang thud bang thud bang thud. That I walk through wall man should walk through the wall. Why didn't I think of that? It's a very good plan. Bang a bang. Should walk through the wall with the pie? Lowry shook his head. Who does he think I am? I can't carry pies through walls. I'm not carry pie through wall man. I'm walk through wall man. Whilst not carrying pies man. <laughs> Featuring fan favourite characters Lucas Lowry and the Brick who are so perfectly realised and complete, we never needed to include them in another story ever again. In his cell, Lucas Lowry stood on the shoulders of his sturdy cellmate and tapped back, tappy-tap-tip-tip. Is it today? He waited for the reply, and lo, the reply came. Whack-bang-thud. Bang-bang-thud-thud. The what's he saying, boss? 
asked the brick. <laughs> it was proper thick like a brick. A masterclass in fiction writing from Howard Long, star of the worst writer in the world. That's a conceit that worked out, isn't it? The, the banging thing where you have to say thump, bang, bang, and then have the brick say, what's he saying? And then, <laughs> and then Larry explain what he's saying. Rather than Greg just say something, it, it takes like eight times longer to, for him to say anything. Uh, <laughs> good thinking there. Apologies, How I can I make this longer? Binchleaf Bedlam, now available free without subscription at manbycow.com slash bedlam. So if you want to listen to that for free, it's not going to be on this feed. You will need to make a little bit of effort by going to Patreon or you can go to our website and get redirected from manbycow.com forward slash bedlam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go and listen to Binchleaf Bedlam, Howard's magnetic opal fruit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we get started with a brand new Gret Binchleaf book? Yes, please. Binchley! The continuing adventures of Gret Binchleaf, the soft-boiled private dick with a crippling fear of pies. The plot so far. Oh, so exciting. Gret Binchleaf. Yeah, yeah. That's all I've got. He's going to say that a lot more now. Going to say that two and a half thousand more times. I told you that. Yeah, yeah, I know. The plot so far. Gret Binchleaf, a man who puts the bastard into the sentence... Hey, you, give my five-year-old daughter her sweets back and stop fucking my wife, you bastard. (laughs) Has had so many adventures. Yeah. But none were ever as shocking, as universe-shattering, as downright sexy as the one you're about to hear. Wow, that's a big claim. Well, you know, except for maybe the much-maligned Binchley (laughs) Bedlam. (laughs) So you're saying this, the only story that's better than this one is Binchley Bedlam? Yeah, but... Oh, if only Howard had given it a traditional title. Maybe all those purists wouldn't have refused to listen to it, written all those terrible things about him on the Gallifrey Base Forum, and started that petition. So many adventures, but none were ever as heart-shocking, as multiverse-shattering, as downright boob-touchingly sexy as the one you're about to hear. Wow. Binchleaf Bedlam 2, Return of the Brick. <laughs> Oh, I wish this wasn't a fake out. It is fake out time, fake out time, fake out time on Grand Binchley. I wish there was any part of me. I wish there was any part of me that could believe that was actually going to happen. We've so we've faked each other out so many times. Especially you, I think that's... There was no... There was not, well, there wasn't a nanosecond that I believed that, tragically. I wanted to. I wanted it to be true, but I knew... What if it's a double fake out? Oh, that'd be good. That'd be a new thing. It's not. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Let me try again. Grip Pinchleaf has had so many adventures, but none as touchpole shocking, as omniverse shattering, as downright snatch lolly top floor piss sexy as the one you're about to hear. Grip Pinchleaf and the adventure of doing Star Wars again. <laughs> Joak! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Yeah. You just keep making me really excited, oh. and then I'm assuming that like, the, the actual title is going to be Gret Binchley and like doing a boring thing, <laughs> doing a boring well, thing with a space. That's the problem. It was that's why I had to change it. <laughs> I think it was a really dull generic title. I thought I can't, after I've done all these brilliant titles, yeah, mm. you'd let me down. Okay, for proper no comebacks reelses this time. We're all well, we're already well into page two. <laughs> okay, it's Gret Binchley and the adventure. Of the very bad dog. (laughs) 
Yeah, I like that. The man hurried along the cobbled streets with a nervous twitch in his step. Occasionally he would flinch and spin around as though someone had fired off an especially loud tushy toot before turning up the volume on his Walkman and increasing his pace. Finally, he reached the entrance to a nondescript eight-storey office block and headed inside. Which floor? said the lift Dalek, Zeg, <laughs> who'd been forced to take a job after a gun fell off. Checking his compass and shifting more to the south, the man tugged off his headphones. Say again. Which floor? Which floor? Which floor? It felt good repeating things, like back in the good days of xenophobia. <laughs> Top floor, please, said the man in his farmer voice. <laughs> Very well, but please refrain from pissing up there. Seriously, my friend the mop Dalek has to clean that up and I never hear the end of it. <laughs> the man nodded. No pissing, he agreed. <laughs> he took it seriously, like he was going to do that until the Dalek told him not for. to. Yeah. That's what everyone's going for the top floor, right? Why else would you go to the top yeah. floor of a building? Presumably that's why Gret Bitchleaf works on the top floor, because he is always pissing. pissing. Like, yeah. Constantly. Yes. Then, after five minutes of her trying to press the button for the top floor with a plunger, the man pressed it himself. Zeg's eye stick sank a little. She had one job. Damn this life. She would have spun around and exploded, but there wasn't enough room. Professor Doctor Who had really done a number on her. She was really lodged in there. It was surprising the lift worked, come to think of it. Usually when you stick a bin in a lift, two morons <laughs> and their moron friend go on an adventure to move it. <laughs> Extermy one, shrilled Zeg. Puns. <laughs> 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 Shrill that's Zeg. not a pun, that's just putting one <laughs> on the end of exterminate. That doesn't okay, even Okay, Shrill Zeg as they ascended. Extermy two! <laughs> Extermy three! The man was getting progressively more nervous oh, as she okay, counted yeah, up. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's approaching a pun. Yeah. Extermy six! Extermy seven! <laughs> Ping went the lift and the doors slid open. Exterminate! 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 Zeg yelled and waggled her plunger threateningly. So... Actually, because he said Extermy 1, Extermy 2, mm. and so or she, rather. She's yeah, she is now a woman. Yeah. <laughs> a woman Dalek. Extermy 1, Extermy 2, Extermy 3. So basically, right, this Dalek's counting is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not Extermin 1, Extermin 2, Extermin 3. I know, but Extermy 1 sounds bad, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? No, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. You made the right choice, but I still, <laughs> I still wanted to take my opportunity to do my own little joke, no, little yeah, joke no, for you, little joke for you, you like it. Yeah, no, I love it, I love it, I love it. That's weird. So exterminate, 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 yelled Zerg and waggled her plunger threateningly. <laughs> the man, looking at her pitiful gun hole, patted her sympathetically on the dome and then headed out. One eye on his compass, the man walked backwards down the corridor, then at the end opened the fire exit. On the wall of the stairwell was a fire escape sign with an arrow pointing down. Next to this, with an arrow pointing up, was a signpost made from the lid of a cereal box, which read, Gret Benchleaf, Private Eye. Please take executive ladder to penthouse. Presently, the man found himself on the roof of the building where a large, ugly shed sat creaking in the wind. So weird way, way to describe Grant Benchleaf. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't call me that, said Grant Benchleaf. You've been reading this. You're Stephen Moffatting me. I'm Stephen Moffatting you, yeah. Judging by the round windows, it appeared to have been constructed out of an old boat. <laughs> 
Uh, bringing ideas together. That's one of the joys of Great Benji, yeah. isn't it? They just go, oh, oh no, 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 we've talked about sheds before. This could be <laughs> a boat shed. Listen. So incidentally, if you'd like to turn your old boat to a shed, just visit <laughs> www.bestoffers.space. After knocking on the door for longer than seemed reasonable... The man grew weary and, turning the handle, pushed the door open. It met with some resistance, so he shoved harder. <laughs> On entering, he was immediately up to his ankles in old crisp packets. <laughs> the place was like a pigsty, you know, if pigs lived in sheds and could afford crisps. <laughs> What's worse, right by the door was a desk with a skeleton sat at it. An army of flies buzzing about. <laughs> Oh, you love killing grab inch leaf. It's like your main pastime. I know it probably probably won't turn out to be everything, but you just you, like what what can I do this week? I oh, know I'll kill grab inch leaf. Brilliant. I'm going to eat that skeleton. Said no, that's not Okay. But even this terrifying corpse wasn't the most prominent feature of this hovel. That accolade belonged to grab inch leaf. Yay! Are you here about the receptionist's job? Said Gret, bearing down on the man. No, pity. This one stopped taking notation about a year ago. Oh, no. I can't decide if she's lazy or dead. <laughs> he wants. He should get an expert like Ohio Grant in to tell him. He wouldn't. He'd just eat it. Yeah, but that's how like, you know. Basically, you get Ohio Grant round, and if he eats your secretary, she's, <laughs> she's definitely dead. That but is the if, test. If he doesn't, she's yeah. probably fine. How, how do I know if I'm dead? Well, <laughs> well, dear, Ohio Grant will Grant. turn up. <laughs> she's clearly dead. Hey, leave the detections to me, Sonny Jim. Gret Benchleaf, world's greatest detectionist. So, you're a client then. What's the name of your bank? I mean, what's the name of you? <laughs> My name is Nick Darnold, said Nick Darnold. <laughs> Say that again, said Gret, suddenly softening. Nick Darnold, said Nick Darnold. <laughs> Gret lowered his eyebrows. Ma, ma, ma. What a wholly unique name, said Gret. So exotic. <laughs> Nick Donald, he said, savouring every syllable of the three syllables. I tell you what, Nick Donald, I've been all over the Uber Gigaverse. I've met a whole bag of people. I once met a Nickety Knob Donald do. I shared a flight with a Nicky and a Donald Dover. I, I even met some crazy penis thief called the Nickel Witch. <laughs> Just a quick question. Mm -hmm. Whose voice is this? Scrap into. <laughs> but I've never encountered a name so brief, so precise, so normal. You must be from not around here. Grep was getting his detection on. You must be one of those foreigners that people are always banging on about. One of those that they really want to go home to Wereverland whilst simultaneously booking themselves a flight and two weeks in a five-star hotel there. So, uh, do you, uh, come here often? Said Gret. To the shed? <laughs> uh, no. Maybe Nick was mistaken, but it seemed like Gret was coming on to him. No, of course not, silly me, said Gret, coyly, or scratching his arse. What am I like? <laughs> You'll have to excuse my flirting. Must be my time of the month. I'm sorry, or what? Yeah, crazy, I know. But I was a woman once for a while, in the past, or future, or before time got drawn or something. <laughs> I thought I'd slept it off. But it turns out women aren't that easy to get rid of. Probably something to do with equalness. <laughs> That's another one of those things people are always banging on about, as though it's complicated. But it's not complicated. Not to a deductive genius like me. It's simple. Men, women, out-of-towners such as yourself, you're all equal. E-stupid. That <laughs> is a joke, said Gret, tugging his cuffs. I know all about jokes. But more importantly, I know all about equalness. Are you talking about equality? Yeah, that. I know all about that. <laughs> you wouldn't think it to look at me, would you? Nick looked at him. 
Gret was right. Nick did not think this. <laughs> You're probably thinking, for Gret Benchlave. <laughs> He's far too cool and handsome to care about equalness. <laughs> well... An old acquaintance of mine gave me an equalness chart to teach me all about equalness. It's very comprehensive. Pretty much everything there is, is equal. Birds, dolphins, people, all the same level of equalness. In fact, there's only really one thing less than equal. Nick could see Gret was waiting for him to ask, and so he obliged. And that is... Dogs. <laughs> Fucking stupid dogs are. Here, you want to see? Gret pulled on a string and a large poster with an illustrated bar chart rolled down. Told you so. It was true. Well, it was true Gret owned a bar chart. As to the veracity of the contents therein, I take that with a pinch of salt. Every bar on the graph, 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 every bar on the chart went to the very same point in the middle, but for two. The first was labelled dogs, and it was only half as high, reading 50%. The second, which had quite obviously been added after with a sharpie, went through the roof and was labelled <laughs> Grep Binchleaf. <laughs> Grep Binchleaf? Ignore the spelling. Look at the bar. I'm 100% more equal. <laughs> That's not possible. Of course it is. I'm a hero. Look at my medal. It's for solving the war. <laughs> Nick looked at the milk bottle top glued to the ribbon that was pinned to Grep's lapel. Well done, asked Nick. Yes, <laughs> said Gret. But his reverie was cut short as Nick Donald suddenly started letting out a little yelp. <laughs> Nick quickly pivoted 90 degrees and let out a sigh of relief. Sorry about that, said Nick to the wall, but would you mind having the conversation over here instead? Gret did mind and stayed where he was. Hey, what seems to be the problem? asked Gret, suddenly becoming gruffer and more declarative as his time of the month vanished away like midnight smoke. You're looking for the man that did that to your face? My face? Someone did you over pretty bad. Looking for the man that did it? This is what my face looks like. I was born with it, said Nick. I say. So then, you're looking for the mum that did that to your face? <laughs> no, I'm not here about my face. <laughs> Probably for the best, said Gret. Some things can't be fixed. So what is it? Wife cheat on you because of your face? <laughs> Weren't you trying to pull me a minute ago? I was having a wet flush or something. Only lasts a few minutes. I'm better now. <laughs> Pity we can't say the same about your face. So Gret Binchief, because he used to be a woman, mm. now has gay periods. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like once a month. For, well, very short ones because apparently it's only for a few minutes. Mm. But um, like once a month he goes gay for a few minutes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Pity we can't say the same about your face, said Gret, as he finally edged his way around the room and looked Nick in the eyes. So, what is it? What's your beef? he asked. I keep hearing things that aren't there. You keep hearing things that aren't where. Here, said Nick. Well, which is it, here or there? Well, both. Okay, well, can you just point to where the voices aren't? <laughs> no, I mean, they're here. They're there. They're everywhere. Nebbles, said Gret. His brain could only handle two adverbs in a row before it demanded fuel. He quickly tossed a currant bun into his stomach, by way of his mouth. What I mean, said Nick, is I can hear voices, but the owners of said voices that I keep hearing aren't here. Hearing aren't here, Gret repeated. How are you spelling that second here? And that first here? H-E-E-Y? Actually, don't tell me, it makes no odds. Full disclosure... 
I don't know how either version is spelled. Like I always say, spelling is for bees. And I'm not a bee, I'm a man. And do you know what kind of man I am? A man who can't spell? Hazarded Nick. Precisely, said Gret. <laughs> Unaware that that one only works on paper. <laughs> I'm also the kind of man who has won best detective in the world, infinity years running. <laughs> apart from two, when I was dead. And those years, <laughs> no one won. Out of respect for me. The best detective and best dead detective. <laughs> Speaking of which, how did you hear about me? Did you read this month's edition of Brillo Dillo Detective magazine? Yeah. There's a centre page spread all about me and my last case. Gret Binchleaf and the adventure of fisting a pig. <laughs> <laughs> no, whispered Nick. The voice led me to you. Gret frowned. Hmm. I think I'm going to need a third breakfast for this. <laughs> Okay, said Gret. Pop this on and we'll have a gander at what you're hearing. Gret held out a hat-shaped device. What is it? asked Nick Donald. It's a hat, said Gret. <laughs> you knew that was coming, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It, it, but, sends you, it sends you knew it immediately. Yeah. But there's, I don't know about you, but sometimes <laughs> like you write jokes where you know the other person's going to know mm. them the instant you do the setup. but that's mm. kind of part of the fun of it, right? <laughs> Obviously, if every joke were like that, it'd be, yeah, ter- it'd be terrible. But when you throw one or two yeah. in, you're just like, oh, this is funny because I know yeah. Howard's going to recognise it instantly. <laughs> yeah. It's a hat, said Gret. Put it on so I don't have to look at your face. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that line, that's good. Gret, put the hat on Nick's head. OK, so what are you hearing right now? Nick Donald concentrated. Nothing this week, hold on, he said as he consulted his compass and nudged his chair a little to the south. Oh yes, I'm picking something up. Some banging and, and some voices. Can you make out what's being said? Let me see. In Nick Donald's ears, this is what he heard. Bang, thuddy, bang, bang. <laughs> Duh, what's he saying, boss? He's saying that the brick should turn his laser bars into a brick wall. What's he saying, Nick Donald? He's saying, duh, what's he saying, boss? And then the other one is saying, he's saying that the brick should turn the laser bars into a brick wall. I see. You lose. Yeah. How can I make the brick even longer? How can I make this even And that is what that's going to be for the rest of it now. Just yeah. That whole sequence again, but longer. Yeah. I see. Well, what do you think? I'll tell you what I think, said Gret. I think if a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, that's one lucky tree. I hate stupid people being around hearing me fall over, (laughs) running over to see what the fuss is and then pointing and laughing and putting it on YouTube. Do you know how many hits stupid fat man can't get up has? Something about people laughing at Gret is hilarious. <laughs> it's it's Gret's frustration of the world not getting him that adds to the humour, isn't it? Like him knowing what a genius and a brilliant person he is, but all anyone ever does to him is film him falling over and laugh at him. <laughs> That's the best he can hope yeah. for. Yeah, nailed. Um, do you know how many hits stupid fat man can't get up at? <laughs> Nick Donald rightly assumed this was a rhetorical question. <laughs> I also think your head is bleeding ridiculous. You have to put up with that rubbish all day. Someone banging and someone else explaining what the banging means. (laughs) That is baloney and deserves to be maligned. (laughs) Here, I thought you said I was involved. They didn't mention me at all. Oh no, not them. They're not the real problem. And East and and West are fine too. It's, It's North. North is the nightmare. 
Explain yourself, Nick Donald. Well, depending on which way I'm facing, I pick up different conversations. I'm like a living radio knob. <laughs> Gret nodded. He agreed with one aspect of this claim. <laughs> and, and this North character mentioned me by name, did they? Oh, yes. Probably a fan. What do they say exactly? Nick Donald looked Gret in the eyeballs. I'm going to bite your face off, Nick Donald. And not even Gret Benchleaf can save you. Wow. Hmm. He's got a point. That is a little out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think anyone would notice if someone bit your face off, you ugly, <laughs> ugly man. <laughs> Still, never let it be said that Gret Binchley doesn't relish a challenge. Or a frankfurter. <laughs> okay, first things first, we're going to need help from the very woman who gave me that dogs are rubbish chart. <laughs> Gret stood and grunted. A look of intense concentration passed over his face, as though he were attempting the Guinness World Record for most thoughtful fart. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm remembering to write and post a letter, which she will receive in the future. On receiving it, she'll then use a mole hole to travel back to the present day and step through that shed door. OK, said Nick Donald, looking at the door. And when exactly will she get here? I don't know. I mean, it's time travel. It should be instant. I suppose I forgot to post the letter. <laughs> or write it. <laughs> we could do that now, if you like. No, it's alright. I'll just phone her. She lives around the corner. <laughs> and ten only minutes later, there was a knock-knock at the shed door. Who's there? said Gret Binchleaf. Yep, yep, yes, you yep, yep, said a woman voice. The Professor Doctor Who. <laughs> and in came everybody's favourite entirely unique character, the Professor. <laughs> hey Professor, you're looking particularly boobered today. <laughs> That's right, I'm a lady now. So, what seems to be the problem? Are your hands cured? Do they need warming with my sonic lady pillows? <laughs> Maybe later. Right now, this man has a problem. And only I can solve it. By proxy. I, I need you to do it. <laughs> Some probing and prodding and sonicking later, and the professor declared, By Jove, he's got omnidirectional time and space ears. What does that mean? Every way he turns, he hears a different place. And a different time, said the professor. Thus explaining that bit from Binchley Bedlam earlier. Right. What else do you hear, Nick Donald? Well, said Nick Donald, to the west, I get two lovers on a walk around London talking about chickens and brain disease. What, what, are, you really <laughs> what are you talking about? You working the wolf dog? To the east, I get some kind of show. I, I think it's called a rubbish pun. <laughs> oh, really? That sounds good. Yes. What's happening on that? Hold on. Um, okay, here we go. Um, Hey, Fred, Fred. <laughs> yes. How many brothers has James Bond got? <laughs> I don't know. How many brothers has James Bond got? Brosnan. Brosnan. <laughs> and then there's a theme tune. Yeah, OK, very good. That was worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> and dare I ask, what's in the north? No, don't ask. I can't bear the north. There's something... Terrible there. 
Yeah, said Gret. Hull. <laughs> and oh, how they laughed. <laughs> right, well, if you'd just like to face north for me, we'll all have a little listen and see what it is that's got you so spooked. The professor swivelled Nick Donald to the north and set her sonic boobs to tannoy setting. So... <laughs> What? Hey everybody! Changing the defaults. <laughs> hey everybody! Aren't you glad that when Doctor becomes a woman, that Howard isn't writing it? Oh, I got that first. This is the first ever female Doctor Who. I don't think it is. Suddenly, I think big finish of it. Doing no, it no, 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 no! I invented it. I invented it. In fact, I thought of it. <laughs> Suddenly, Nick Donald's head was trans. Tran, trans. Suddenly. Suddenly, Nick Donald's head was transmitting out loud through her nippy nuts. <laughs> The terrifying monster that haunted Nick could be heard, and as it spoke, it did so in three different voices. I'm a very bad dog. <laughs> Rash, I'm so naughty. I do poo-poos on the pavement. <laughs> oh, luck who it isn't. It's Nick Donald. <laughs> Or should I say Dick Donald? <laughs> You've been avoiding me, you bad boy. Silly Nick Donald. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. I've built my spaceship. Rash, I'm getting closer to launch time and I'm coming. I'm going to bite your face off. <laughs> I'm a very bad dog. <laughs> I'm so naughty. I'm going to murder you right up. I'll murder you, your family, everyone. <laughs> and not even that pesky. Gret Binchley can shave you. I am a very naughty dog. <laughs> hmm, said Gret. Sounds like some kind of giant cat. That's <laughs> 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 great. Gret getting things wrong. Never gets old. Gret just getting something wrong. <laughs> it's a massive three-headed dog from outer space, Gret, corrected Professor Doctor Who as she switched her tits off. Yeah, I've heard many a tale of it. It's a terrifying beast that lives underground in the bowels of Uranus. Oh, God. I see, said Gret. The bowels <laughs> of Uranus, the professor repeated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uranus, Gret. Uranus. <laughs> the planet, yes, go on. <laughs> Brilliant, Gret. Misty rising above it. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, the Greek gods were going on holiday, but they couldn't take their three-headed jog. Because of customs or Yergi or something. Sure, they built a kennel in Uranus. No? Okay. <laughs> then they went to another universe, but for reasons unknown, they never returned. And the dog has been trapped in Uranus ever since. Nothing? Okay. And to this very day, there he sits and occasionally rolls over, plotting to return to Earth and rule. Oh, crap, and blimey. And now he's built a spaceship and is coming to fulfil his plan. How does a three-headed dog build a spaceship? Asked Gret, reasonably. Just like a one-headed dog, but with more helmets, replied the <laughs> professor. Unreasonably. But dogs don't have hands or... Drills, said Gret. <laughs> yeah! He didn't okay. know how to build a spaceship. <laughs> now I feel finally the story has started. Howard mentions drills. <laughs> I mean, I've just been sitting here waiting for that. He probably uses some kind of telekinesis. Oh, he's terribly clever. But, but, stammered Gret, the, the bar chart. You said dogs were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just that voice is just funny. Yeah. Um, ah, Jidge, and there you are, fucking morons. <laughs> but you're mascot, a three-headed dog. Is <laughs> fifty percent smarter than a human, of course. Nick Donald had a suspicion that three half-brained idiots don't equal one super smart one and that maths wasn't necessarily a useful science to employ here, but he decided to stay silent, perhaps proving that these three half-brained idiots didn't equal one super smart one. <laughs> we need to check my CARDIS, which of course stands for car, driving in space, <laughs> and drive straight into the centre of Uranus Gret. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> right into Uranus Gret. Uranus. I hear you. Let's go. <laughs> the Cardis hovered over Uranus, spinning for no discernible reason. I've located the entrance that leads into Uranus Gret. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. You really oh. discovered a way to get more out of, out of that joke, didn't you? Uh, how can I, how can I make this joke 85 times rather than just once? I can't quite view it, which is too long. <coughs> OK, I'm about to park my car in Uranus. You don't need to commentate every little thing you do. Now, when we get in there, we're going to kill the stupid dog before it can do any damage. We can't kill it. Not if it's not committed a crime. Have you not seen Minority Report? Have I seen your Nority Report? <laughs> no, I haven't. And I'm not entirely convinced that that's a thing. <laughs> OK, so if we can't kill the dog, what do you suggest? Uh, throw a really big stick in the opposite direction to Earth? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Very good idea. Gret was about to go in for a head pat. <laughs> but he stopped. We George have a big stick. need three big sticks as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I mean the dog chases it after it with its legs, yeah, doesn't it? You've got to be sure because the other two—if <laughs> two of them are going one way and one's going the other—then it might go with the two. Well, so if you just—you've only got to throw two then to, in order to rip yeah. it in two. We dog, you have a big stick. Well, uh, what else do dogs like? Bones. What if we throw a really big bone? <laughs> Nick Donald didn't like the way Grant was looking at him. <laughs> no. Lack of stick isn't the only problem. We don't have the power to heal something that far. But I like your thinking. What other weaknesses do dogs have? Slippers, hazarded Nick. Newspapers, pondered the professor. Guns, said Gret. It was clear he was talking from experience. Brilliant, that shit will shoot it, said Professor Doctor Who. Oh, hold on, objected Nick. What about Minority Report? Forget Minority Report. Gret, we're right. It's not a thing. Plus, we don't have any magic snooker balls or a crazy maze. So, shooting dogs. That's a good plan, is it? <laughs> Very good plan. Excellent. Well done, Gret, <laughs> said Gret, and patted his own shoulder paternally. Excellent. I like that. I don't think he's ever said well done, Gret, before, has he? I like that as a, as a little addition to his patting habit. <laughs> well done, Gret. <laughs> Just using his own name. That's good. Moments later, the Cardis materialised in the centre of Uranus, and, armed to the teeth, the three intrepid adventurers stepped out. Uranus is huge inside, said Nick Donald, and it was. It was a wet, hollow, craggy landscape that went on further than the eye can see, or further than your dog can see, if you're Stevie Wonder. 
Over there, look, a ginormous rocket, yelled Professor Doctor Who. It was true. About five kilometres away over the rocky terrain, the unmistakable outline of a large rocket towered upward. Lock and loaf, said Gret, chewing on a sandwich. (laughs) We might get there quicker if we didn't have to stop every five minutes for dinner said Professor Doctor Who, a few kilometres and eight roast dinners later. (laughs) And we might be there right now if we'd used your magic flying time and space car to materialise there. We might have got there before the dog did, and we could have laid a trap in advance, and it would already be dead, and we'd be at home right now enjoying some quality lying down time. (laughs) You know, fuel well we can't do that, because... No, don't tell me. Let me guess. (laughs) A fixed point in time. That's your excuse for everything. Last week, when I wanted to borrow some herbs, you said I couldn't because they were fixed rosemary in time. Oh, I just got that. What? Hang on. Rosemary in rosemary time. Rosemary in time. Okay, okay, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just got it as well. Yeah, yeah. It took me. It took me longer than Gret Mitchell. Didn't it? Too? You oh, no, it took it last week. It took weeks, right? Okay. Uh, oi, oi. I noticed that Gret Mitchell just started saying "cudden" in that, in that <laughs> last, <laughs> didn't, didn't, in that yeah. last bit. Yeah. He didn't mean to. But, uh, <laughs> He's going to put his face off. I couldn't stop myself. Well, you're you two, said Nick Donald, interrupting. Do you notice anything strange about that rocket? They looked. You mean the way it seems to be swaying, said Gret, and the way it appears to be constructed out of used tins of pedigree chum? Yes, those things, said Nick. Just then, having had enough of swaying, the ephemeral tin can rocket collapsed with a mighty crash and clatter. Oh dear, said Professor Doctor Who. Yeah, I think we've been tricked. I never thought it was a real rocket, lied Gret. <laughs> but why trick us? asked Nick Donald. If it can't build a spaceship, then... <gasps> oh, it lured me here to bite my face off, squeaked a cowering Nick. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd have a better reason to drag us all the way here just than eating your face, <laughs> Nick Donald. <laughs> Don't you think you're Gret? Gret? But Gret wasn't there to tell them what he thought, and what he also thought. Gret was too busy doing the imaginable. He was running. Because the the voices he heard mentioned Gret Binchley for him, mm-hmm. like, randomly, almost like this scary space dog wanted Gret Binchley to go there mm-hmm. and was only using Nick Donald to get him there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Exciting. Where are you going? Crified. Crified the professor. Where are you going? Cried the professor after him. You forgot to lock the cardis. Gret <laughs> called back. Yelf, yuck, said Professor Doctor Who. <laughs> Gret stood in the indentation where the cardis had been parked before it had been stolen by a three-headed space dog. <laughs> a pile of dog shit sat beside it as a final fuck you. They found the one person on Earth that could hear them, then name-dropped Gret Binchleaf in order to bring me here, said Professor Doctor Who, doing an explain. <laughs> but why me? exclaimed Gret. Why not cut out the middleman and just name-drop you? Because nobody knows my name. It's a mystery. Yo, what could Professor Doctor be called? <laughs> we'll never know. Hold on, I thought you were called Buckride Dunderfar. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't be ridiculous. That's my brother's name. Yeah, he's very brave. You're always so brave. <laughs> right, hold on, said Grant. <laughs> and concentrated really hard. Maybe if I remember to write you a letter, MacDonald, telling you this is a trap, and then Professor Doctor Who sends it to you in the past, we won't fall for it. I'm remembering. I'm remembering it. Phew. So, did you get my letter? <laughs> MacDonald shook his head. <laughs> That's not how time travel works, Jet. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, worth a try. It wasn't, you know. The weird thing about that is, <laughs> might, although you were like deliberately making a joke, it still seemed like the sort of thing that might happen in a, in a time travel story. Because mm-hmm. some of them are so illogical and dumb that you, I wouldn't be that surprised to read that. And I go, and so he remembered to like send himself a letter in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, nice one. Well, well thought through, Mister Writer. So I guess we're bleeding stuck here for the time being," said Grant. Until we can hitch a lift off some passing skeleton pope or something. Here, why are you grinning, Nick Donald? I just realised. My omnidirectional time space ears don't work down here. It's such a relief, really. So, if I'm being honest, and I am being honest, <laughs> I actually quite like it here. Oh, yes. I could very easily get right comfortable inside Uranus, Grant. How? Dare you, said Gret Binchleaf, and punched MacDonald to hell. The end. <laughs> what will the backlash to a female Professor Doctor Who be? How will Gret escape the planet Uranus? And what will the very naughty three-headed dog do now it has a time machine? Ha 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 ha, I said dog do. Find out in X amount of weeks in Chapter 2 of Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Very Bad Dog. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you would like more Gret Binchleaf books by us, then why not go to patreon.com forward slash manbycow where you can get, I mean... What, what are we on now? Book nine or something? Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's just a lot. A lot of Gret Binchleaf books. People turning into books. You've got um, the mm. glow-in-the-dark chickens. Yeah. Um, you've got Time Bending Men, Infinitely Big House, Steve Krabs and the Adventure of Making Crabs. Plus short stories like The Adventure of the Time Travelling Sandwiches, Sandwiches or yeah. Binchleaf Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah, don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And there's a lot more stuff as well. Because uh-huh. I realised not long ago that, you know how we used to have the thing where, like, if you join at $7, you get, like, the last one or two Secret Gang podcasts. And if you join at $12, you get, like, the last four. Well, I haven't been updating that for ages. So now you get about 30. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? wow, I just haven't been changing. Yeah, yeah I just haven't been changing who they're available to. I'm meant to change them so they're, like, that after a while, they're only available to the top tier. But I just haven't been for about two years. So if you join... <laughs> If you join at seven or twelve dollars, you're just going to get a lot more than you promised on the front page, basically. So you know, go and check it out. And even if you join at just two dollars, you still immediately get access to an enormous amount of audio entertainment. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling saucy, there's a load of videos as well. Mm. If you want to look at our stupid faces, sexy faces. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye, milk. Bye bye, milk. (laughs) 
He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer. Yeah.